Hey John, I'm writing to you from Croatia. I have a mini poodle named Molly. In three days she'll be exactly five months old. She hasn't been spayed yet. I live in an apartment on the first floor. When I first got her, I trained her to use puppy pads when she couldn't hold it, thinking that gradually, while teaching her to potty outside, she would stop using them. She adapted to them and learned very quickly. When she was younger, she couldn't make it through the night without needing to potty and also peed and pooed or pooped a lot throughout the whole day. Now I notice that she can make it through the whole night, but has to go immediately in the morning when we wake up. Also, the pooping reduced, so now she poops approximately three to four times a day. But she still pees very often. Even when we go outside, she pees. She still often pees on the pad when we come home. She pees immediately after drinking water and randomly a lot of times throughout the day. In the beginning, I took her outside every hour or two after sleeping, after playtime, after eating. Now, as I think she can hold it longer, I take her outside immediately after waking up in the morning, then around 2 p.m., around 5 p.m., and 8 p.m., and lastly before bed, around 9 to 10 p.m. She still isn't making a lot of progress. I wanted to ask you a few questions. Firstly, should I remove the pee pads? I think that maybe she pees them that often on them just because she knows she can and doesn't need to hold it. Secondly, do you maybe have a better suggestion for the schedule of taking her outside? She eats three times a day when she wakes up around 3 to 4 p.m. Or when she wakes up and around 3 to 4 p.m. and dinner at 7 to 8 p.m. I'm not sure she's even old enough to have that much of a bladder control. And can she even be thought to pee outside, to pee just outside at this age? Thirdly, when I take her outside and the grass is wet, she just wants to potty. And as long as I wait for her to potty outside, she waits and does it when she gets home. What should I do about that? And the last question is, what's the best way to transition her from pads to just the outside in the least painful and quick as possible way? Thank you. That's MG in Croatia. House training is something you want to get right. You want to get it right early. Um, it's hard to break habits once they start to... Um, once they get off track. Uh, and this is something that, you know, I wish breeders would spend a little bit more time on. I, I know some breeders, uh, probably the best I've ever run into, and uh, their pups, if they leave, you know, seven, half, eight weeks of age um, to, uh, to their new homes, they're already house trained. Um, they, uh, they do, or at least they've got a good jump on it. Uh, house trained as you can be at that age. So what they do is, you see, you do see a lot of these breeders use these um, these pee pads, and man, I I I think it's uh, I, I understand it if you're living in a city like New York where um, there's just nowhere to take the dog uh, in uh, in some regions, but. For the, uh, for the most part, if you get them started on a surface that you can transfer over to the new home. So what these people do, I think they've got uh, wood shavings. And so uh, they, uh, they've got a certain designated area where the pups just get used to going to the bathroom on wood shavings. Then they've got some designated areas outside that also have wood shavings that they, you know, they supervise the, the pups in those. And after a while, the pups just go, okay, that's where you're going to go. And then they send the pups home with um, like a big bag of wood shavings. And in time, like if you, I, I, I section off, like I don't like to, to see landmines all over the yard. So I always like to encourage clients <clears throat> to train their dogs 
to go in a specific area. So you set up a specific area, you can spread some wood shavings there, but uh, you know, as time goes by, you you don't have quite as much wood shavings, and then a little less, a little less, until it's basically just whatever the surface is you want them to go on. And so then it's a little bit more of a catwalk. It's a little clearer for the puppies on what to do. But if here's what, as a rule of thumb, if you have uh, if you've got a decent breeder, and you're feeding a good quality food, and you're scheduling things, uh, if you're using a crate. Um, by the time a dog is 16 weeks of age, they're typically, they're physiologically capable of uh, having that little bell go off and go on, I need to go to the bathroom and I need to not go in here, I need to go out there. Um, a lot of people ask me about, well, um, how do I get the dog to signal me? And I always tell people, you don't, you don't want, there's a couple reasons for that. I mean, one is like, this silly idea of hanging a bell on the door um, makes me chuckle because um, at the end of the day, you want to have as much credibility in your account as possible. You want your puppy to understand that they're very, they're loved, 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 but you're the teacher, they're the student. And, you know, when a pup's running to the, the door and ringing a bell, um, they're training you, not the other way around. And... They're, they're, they're smart creatures. After a while, they start going, well, maybe it'll work for this too. And they've got you, uh, you know, uh, jumping to, oh, let him out. Oh, I just had him out. Yeah, but he's ringing the bell. Well, we don't want him to go, let him out. And so the next thing you know, you're instead of a dog going to the bathroom, within a half an hour of you waking up in the morning and a half an hour of you coming home and from, uh, from work and a half an hour before you go to bed, you've got a dog going out 10, 10 15 times in a day. Um, so I, I do try and schedule it and I don't teach the pups um, uh, that they signal me. That's especially important, like so I said, 16 weeks, is, is those are daytime hours. Um, nighttime hours, usually by the time a dog, a pup is 10 weeks of age, they're physio physiologically capable of sleeping through the night. Most, it seems, in my client base, most well before that. Where that goes south is the same thing where uh, the, the pup, you know, it starts to get uncomfortable in the night and starts to vocalize and then people get up and let the dog out. Well, the dog's also learning instead of ringing a bell, it's using its voice, bark, bark, bark. And uh, that, they just start playing that game. They never learn to settle. Um, so what I suggest to people is, well, let's, it's, it's a new pup. Um, let's say you set your alarm for I don't know, four hours after you go to bed, ding, and you wake up, you say, up you go, we're going to the bathroom. We don't need to go yet. Well, it sucks to be you. Uh, you're not waking me up. <laughs> you take the pup out. And when you get three days in a row where, you know, the pup, because we don't want the pup to be uncomfortable. They may need to go, but you want to get ahead of it so they don't pick up that other that bad habit. And you're getting up anyway. You might as well be the person doing the, uh, the, the, the triggering. And then you just start to extend the alarm till it's, you know, a normal time of the the, the morning. So, um, in, in this letter, the the, the, uh, the person's writing that they live in an apartment on the first floor. So I don't know why they even went to to a, a puppy pad in the first place. I mean, I guess it kind of depends on the layout. It's hard for me to uh, um, to visualize. But if you can avoid it, avoid it. Um, 
When she was younger, she can make it through the night. Oh, okay, well, that's normal. 10 weeks, like I said. Uh, by the time they're 10 weeks, if you do your job, they should be fine. Uh, you just set your alarm, and then you set it a little bit later. But I'll, I always aim for three days in a row of, uh, of success. Um, I also, you know, I, I crate train, so I usually would have the crate right beside the bed at that stage of the puppy's development because it does help imprint the crate as being uh, a den um, that's associated with you as opposed to only being separated from you. Um, uh, okay, vocalization, I got that. Just checking my notes here. Um, the poop, she now poops about three to four times a day. So that sounds pretty normal. Like, again, like, a, like our own children, um, when they're really young, their digestive systems take a little while to um, learn how to, to handle the things we're throwing at them. So that can, uh, that, that can impact, but that sounds about on track. You want to look at the quality of the food you're feeding. Um, I've got a good YouTube video on picking a food with lots of tips on, uh, that you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even think to, to consider when you're making that long-term decision as to what food. But uh, like there are foods that um, are balanced in a way that are considered nutritious, but the amount of um, grain in them, for instance, is uh, ratio-wise is so high that the dog will literally have to eat two to three times as much as a dog balanced in another way where it's more natural protein. And um, so the dog's going to have to go to the bathroom two to three times as much as well. So that's that's always a factor to look at. Um, she, she's, now, then the, the, the writer says there's still, she isn't making a lot of progress. And it sounded to me like she is making progress. So I must be missing something. Um, and uh, But if I'm going to take a guess, it sounds like it's this pee pad peeing thing and the frequency of it. So... Uh, should I remove the pee pads? No, um, like it's it's always better to not do anything uh, cold turkey um, with with the dog. What I would do is I would start to move the pee pads towards the entry uh, uh, departure region of the home where you're going to take the pup out to the bathroom, and as time went on. I would be cutting down the, the size of those pee pads smaller and smaller and smaller. Now, if the pup is going to go into a grassy area, and you know we've got this habit with these pee pads, I don't know whether you'd need this or not, but I've done this with a lot of older dogs that are transitioning from apartment life to uh, uh, where, where they must go indoors to to, to an outdoor region and vice versa. But basically what I tell people is you get like a, a it depends on the size of the dog, but you know, a cat tray uh, and uh, buy some sod and put the sod in, in the tray. And then on top of the sod, you put the pee pad. You have to like pin it in there. And as times, so now just kind of imagine your pup is going on the pee pad, but it's now near the door and underneath the pee pad, there's some grass and uh, or gravel or whatever it is that you're, you're, you're eventually going to be uh, using. And 
every day you're cutting, maybe let's say every three days, you're cutting a little piece of that pee pad down until basically the pup is going on grass. So you ease them into the change because house training, you don't want to make sudden changes. So that's, uh, that's how I would uh, wean away from them uh, just uh, gradually. Um, better suggestion with the schedule taking her outside. Uh, now, I, here's how I do it with pups is I have a chart. In fact, anybody who wants it, I can send you my cheat sheet on house training. And it's, it, it's, uh, it, it's for pups. It works really, really well. Or I've got a book on how to do it if your dog is really bad. But uh, typically pups, the cheat sheet uh, will work. It's, so it's got a chart. And what you do is you have to, you have, I mean, you have to do your part. Uh, if the, uh, um, I, I always have, if I've got a pup, it's dragging a leash around. If the dog can't be caught, the dog can't be taught. So I don't want the pup, you know, going off into another room during this critical time of their lives and having a pee and then me wandering in there and going, oh, geez, I wish I was there to um, chastise you because you went pee in front of me. Uh, as opposed to after the fact, I don't. I, I, it's my fault. Not it's not the pup's fault. But I I want to get ahead of it so the pup doesn't need to go. You know where where it's not like I got to go ring the bell or why does he not notice? Like my mother would notice that I need to go to the bathroom. So um, I I just I, I I take the human element out of it. Um, I set my watch. Okay, I'm going to take you out every hour. I'm I'm making up an hour because. I don't know where everybody's starting with their pup on what. So you pick a reasonable amount of time when you, I know my puppy can hold it that long. Then, um, so, let, so let's stick with an hour. And I just, every day, uh, um, I just, at the end of the day, I go, look, no accidents. Oh, we had an accident. All right. Which is not that, it's not unusual in the early stages. Um, like that, eight, that uh, you, you bring the puppy home, sleep through the night by 10 weeks, 10 to 16 weeks of age, 16 weeks of age, we should be house trained if we start early and we've got all our ducks in a row. But um, between 10 and 16 weeks, think of your puppy as not being uncooperative, but being that little boy or girl who's playing Xbox and they're really in the zone, but they're at that age where they're being toilet trained and maybe they um, are just distracted enough or not prioritizing enough just yet. But once they get to a certain point, they overcome that. Pops are like that between that 10 and 16 weeks. So I like to take, and which is why you don't wait for them to say, uh, oh, I, uh, I, oh, mother, I believe I need to go to the bathroom. It's, it's moms and dads going, come on, let's go. Turn that off. Pause it. Let's go. Go to the bathroom. I don't need to go. Well, it sucks to be you. Sit there for a little bit. There we go. And you're, you're just trying to catch uh, uh, th and oh look I didn't need to go well right you are okay where you go ding oh you know a little later it's time to go it again and when you get more hits than misses you start to end up with a uh, uh, you start to pick up good 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 habits so um, on the chart basically I'm looking for three days in a row where there's no ex uh, there's no um, uh, like I haven't uh, had any accidents. So I go, okay, well, my puppy can hold it for at least that long. Now I can increase it a little bit. And so it's sort of reverse weaning where you're just increasing the amount of time. Usually by the time they're 16 weeks of age, you're exactly where you want to be three times a day. It's not like rushed either. Um, now the wet grass, that's going to be a problem. Um, so you don't ask her to go on the wet grass. 
you teach her to go on wet grass. But I think you've got to, got to get your ducks in a row first here with the overall, let's get rid of the pee pads, eliminate any of their options. And now, uh, so on the days where the grass is wet, um, which may be like morning dew even, um, those are the days where no matter how, where I am on that chart uh, of, okay, I can go every three hours now or every four hours, but on those, I increase my level of supervision, dragging the leash around, where are you going, get back in here. Um, because I, I want to make it impossible for the pup to go to the bathroom indoors without me chastising the pup. Oh my God, what did you do? Okay, all right, let's clean, let's go. And and, and you, you take take them out. Just, just sort of marking the moment that you're, you know, it, it, the idea is you don't want to be conveying to the puppy in, in a way that the pup thinks it's bad or you're bad. You're just trying to, um, uh, project. Oh, don't do that, and then uh, then move on. Like, no, don't hold a grudge. It's just, and it's typically our fault. So it's because we didn't get, we didn't respond when our watch went off and said, "Out, out we go." So you'll have to like increase the. But basically, what I'm saying is, you're making it impossible for that pup to go to the bathroom indoors, and only possible even though the grass is wet. Let me put you this way. When I got married, <clears throat> um, I, I I liked to camp and I liked to, 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 to hike, and I wanted my uh, my wife to come with me. And uh, um, her response uh, to me was, um, in, in the areas uh, that, that you go camping, uh, in the bathroom, how much porcelain will I expect to find in a bathroom in a camping region? And I said, well, we don't call them bathrooms; we just call them the pee bush. And she just said, have a good time. So. If you're not used to doing something, or you don't want to, um, generally you don't unless you've got no choice. So if eventually you'll 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 rewire if if you've got no choice. But if you want to break that particular um, uh, phobia, then it's basically look. Maybe you don't like it, but you know nothing bad's going to happen. This is the way we do things. Um, so, yeah, the uh, um, most dogs will, will work through that. Again, it's not even an issue if you start things off the right way, because early stages of, of good breeding is is getting the pups used to getting their feet wet and stuff, where they don't even notice it. Uh, I, I think in one of my my um, podcasts there, there's a bit about using uh, wading pools and uh, with with pups and just sort of damp but you know some kibble to to play with and and and, eat, and then eventually a little bit more a little bit more and another kibble's floating and just ease them into it but again most people are being subjected to breeders who are basically uh you know it's an income stream for them um, uh i i think most breeders are are, are uh, um, sadly puppy mills with better living conditions <laughs> they're nice nice people and stuff but they don't do a lot of this early uh crate imprinting and house training imprinting and critical imprinting for uh you know urban life and as as a result um you know they're just leaving it longer and longer and then people are starting to who are first-time dog owners or end up having to unravel this mess and get the, the the dogs back on track so um if you're looking for the house training cheat sheet send me an email and i'll send you uh um the that sheet and and some uh uh, some some additional tips. Hope, so hopefully somebody found that helpful out there. 
Um, if you've got any questions, let me know. You can put them in the comments or write me uh, uh, by email. I have a postscript here. I almost forgot this and I had it in my notes too. Um, with pups, particularly females, it can happen with males as well. One thing to, to add, kind of add to your checklist as a possibility is a UTI, urinary tract infection. Um, I, I, I don't think that's what's going on with this particular uh, letter, but because um, it, it's usually they don't even make it to the pee pad. It's just lots of spontaneous little pees. They get caught off guard and then they just move on their merry way. So, but that would be something that I would be checking. You always, when you're house training, you want to make sure the pup's in good health. And uh, uh, that would be my number one thing. Anytime your house training is on track and then suddenly takes uh, some back steps uh, as far as urination, that's usually um, what the, uh, what's behind it. Um, if it's defecation, it could be stress and related to separation anxiety, and that's a whole other video. But anyway, don't forget, possibility of UTIs. If you find that any of the many free resources I provide companion dog owners via the Ask the Dog Guy YouTube channel or website have informed you, saved you time, and perhaps even saved you a little money, please buy me a coffee. Alternatively, you can also become a monthly sponsor, which will go a long way to spreading the word about science and common sense in the companion dog training world. You can find details in the notes. Many thanks.